Hello and welcome, or should I say welcome back? If you don't remember, my name is Molly. And I'm Abby. Abby just fondly referred to us as the Essex one and the posh one. I'll let you listen to our voices and you decide. (laughs) Um, So you may have noticed that we took an extended Christmas break, but we are now back and ready to deliver a jam-packed six-part mini-series. And today we're going to start by kicking off with discussing work from home, how to make the most of it as a lawyer whilst also ensuring you can still switch off and relax whilst being at home. So today we have two great guests. One might sound a little familiar as we're recording with her again. And we did an episode with Leah on our last series about mental health. So we thought we'd bring her back to share all of her lovely knowledge on this topic. So it is Leah Still from Searching from Serenity. <laughs> Hi! <laughs> um, also in the studio slash recording from her bedroom, we have Ianu Ilupeju from Watson Valley Williams. So hi guys, hi to you both, and thanks so much for joining. Mm-hmm. Um, Ianu, could you please explain a bit about yourself? Hi, thanks very much for having me. So I'm a second seat trainee um, at Watson Valley Williams. I'm currently sitting in litigation and I'll moving to my third seat next week actually oh nice Exciting. So, um yeah so today's topic is working from home because we thought that seems to be the thing that is uniting everyone at the moment to a certain extent um you might be going back into the office soon um your work might want you to stay working from home forever um whatever you're doing we thought it was relevant to anyone and there's a lot of practices that you should be able to take from this episode and carry forward so I think we wanted to start off with just getting a bit of an idea about what Watson Farley Williams' approach to work from home has been. And personally for you, how has it been tra- transitioning through seats from the in the office to working from home? Have you been able to go in since um, restrictions have eased up a bit? And just sort of an idea of what it's been like really for you. Yeah, so... Um... I did have some paralegal experience before starting my training contract. So obviously starting my training contract during the pandemic was quite different. Um, Starting a job online, you don't quite have the, you know, walk around the office to meet everybody um, in their rooms. Um, But I think the firm has had quite a good approach. Um, They already had um, a trainee buddy system, which really helped to uh, just have someone that you kind of already know to talk to about any questions. And then um, each practice area sort of has its own approach, but um, people tend to organize socials or like virtual coffees. Um, And something I quite liked in my first seat is you would have virtual coffees with like a random group of people. So you might not have worked with them or they might even be in a different department. So it kind of um, pushes you out there and just gives you the opportunity to meet new people. That's such a good idea because I think one of the like most testing things about working from home is definitely that you can't just like bump into someone while you're making tea or whatnot well I don't actually drink tea so I'd embarrassingly be making myself a hot chocolate (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah you're, you're not having those kind of like natural bumping into people expanding your network but obviously one of the main things you want to do as a trainee is expand your network and like how do you do that are you just going to be sending people like random off-the-cuff emails introducing yourself so that's quite a nice quite a nice way around it that they're kind of like randomly speed dating you as trainees getting (laughs) getting you to meet each other so apart from the um the group sessions that you've been doing what have you found to be some of the biggest benefits of working from home 
Um, I think, I guess, just generally greater flexibility. Um, you can maybe sort of help out with like your family a little bit more since I guess you're around each other all the time <laughs> and you don't necessarily have to, you can actually, it's actually easier to maybe if you want to work a bit earlier um, in the day and sort of manage your time, you don't have that commute. So it gives you a little bit of extra time. Or again, if you want a lion, you can have that as well. Um, so I think the benefits are generally just flexibility and um, in a way, I think it makes you a bit more intentional, like you said, about trying to grow your network compared to kind of relying on just meeting people. I yeah. think it'll be good going forward if I know I've spoken to people that work in offices and it is I think it's good from like a family perspective in terms of like raising kids, because I think it would make it easier, say, to stop work at like say you usually work till like eight in the evening or something say you stop work at like five do your kids then like start again yeah like sort them out for dinner and then start again it's not so like I feel like if you were leaving the office at five that would feel like a bit more of a cutoff whereas if you're just you know closing your laptop for like two hours it's not so it's easier to kind of go between the two Mm. um Leah what what has been the response that you've had from lawyers in terms of um some of the things that they've enjoyed or maybe not so much enjoyed about working from home? I think it very much depends on where you are in your career. So from the more senior lawyers or people who, you know, are in their 30s or older who have got families or starting families, exactly that, that idea of doing your work switching off coming back you know I've had conversations with people where they've said oh I am sending emails at 10 or 11 o'clock at night but that's because what I'm doing is working a kind of split shift so that I can deal with my kids from three till eight put them down and then I get a few hours of getting my head down rather than trying to work whilst they're struggling and Mm. you know all of this more flexibility people who are more junior you know particularly clients of mine who are trainees who are junior lawyers it's that lack of communication like Ianu said you know you're not getting walked around the office Mm. you're not just picking up on a conversation that's happening through desks over and going ah that's interesting let me just drift in that direction and so communication skills have had to improve and I think where we're seeing the biggest problems is where those communication skills maybe haven't improved so well Mm. um, and where people aren't being read into conversations and where there aren't those informal gatherings and everybody's just in their silo with their head down. So it's very much dependent on where you are in your career and also how you communicate, I think. Um, For those of us who are on the more introverted side of things, starting a conversation with somebody is difficult enough when you're face to face and you happen to work next to them having to start it because you're worried about something and it has to be by email and you have no idea how the day is going all of these barriers to entry suddenly become more of an issue also a lot of trainees are still going to be living in their family homes they're still going to be in their childhood bedroom Mm -hmm. um which is very different to if you're a senior partner that has a lovely house an office um some are different to relax so sort of it really does depend on the stage you are in your career Mm. I think I think what you just touched on Abby a large part of it actually is like the environment that you're doing the working from home in like it's very different if you're a bit more senior and maybe you've got a house that's got an office and whatnot and you can actually have that separate workspace whereas if you're a trainee 
the environment that you're working in might not be so like accommodating. Like I know um, my partner was on a call the other day and his boss said to him, well, he, he said to his boss, actually, oh, I'm really sorry if you can hear the washing machine going in the background. And his boss said, oh, that's interesting. What what room are you in? The living room, kitchen? Um, and he was like, yeah, both. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, how flats work. <laughs> but I think it would be, a, yeah, it would be a lot more pleasant if you can, um, you know, have a separate office and an actual workspace. And it would probably be a lot easier to switch off as well. Iannu, how have you found that kind of, shutting your laptop at the end of the day and then having that separation between work and the rest of your life? Um, I think initially I actually found it quite hard just because work was so accessible. You don't kind of have the separation between your home space and your workspace. Um, But I tried to just be a bit more intentional about it. And even if it just, even if it means that I still have loads of things to do um, at the close of business, at least take a few hours um, of, of a break and then come back to it just so that I don't get like overwhelmed in essence. Yeah, Leah, has that been a common theme among people that have come to see you? And if so, how would you advise that you stop that and de- like don't create those bad habits of letting the two merge? So I actually have a question before the the kind of how do we stop this merging, which is, in what way does the merging help and in what way does the merging hinder? So life, as you know, as we talked about this idea of a second shift, which has, is a very loaded term, I probably shouldn't have used that. Um, but the idea of, you know, being able to log in early, late, switch around your focus, do the things that you need to do, stop and go for a walk at lunchtime. Those areas are where life and work is merged and that's a positive thing. So it's actually asking where is the benefit or where is this causing me a problem and then picking out the things that are definitely causing you a problem so if you know as I know a lot of people did second lockdown I did a a survey of a lot of lawyers on my LinkedIn and I think it's about 50% of people said yeah they've worked at least an extra two hours a day just because they didn't have the commute it was extending their working Mm. day further and further Um, so that was clearly a problem when they're feeling tired by the end of the week so what do we do about that and it's really about paying attention it is about paying attention to what's going on for you how you are feeling and where you can start putting boundaries in place and communicate those boundaries yeah i think that's what ianu was touching on earlier about Mm. you know doing things with like intention and i think actually that's a good point that i was just thinking of as you were speaking was maybe put something at the end of the day that you're going to look forward to because i definitely find that if i schedule a run for after work you bet I will I will continue yeah (laughs) I will continue working until it's an unreasonable hour so I don't have to go on the run but maybe the way around that is to (laughs) replace the run with something I enjoy and then it will actually prompt me to come off the work at the right time even if it's just something as stupid I found working even if just like me and my housemate get a takeaway in the evening and we watch a movie at nine o'clock that that means I have to be ready like done everything and like turn off by half seven or something like that you set yourself time limits but yeah. I know it's obviously harder because I'm in kind of complete control of my working environment at the moment and not controlled by the work of other people but I think it's sort of setting those time differences time points but also it's I think a lot of people and um, like we were talking about earlier is they are doing more work currently because they don't have the commute but is this like 
it's the same level of work going to be expected when maybe people go back into the office so then mm. are people going to be expected to do the same amount of work plus the commute because everyone's got so used to being able to do all of this in the day and doing it more and then also is it going to be so much harder when people actually do have something at the end of the day they really are looking forward to and not their run um so <laughs> hence they don't want to do that extra bit of work which they've just been doing for the past six 12 months i don't know if um all of you saw there was a piece in the times the day before we we're recording this um about young lawyers on the brink of burning out and one of the things that they pointed out in that article is particularly in areas like mergers and acquisitions that there was a massive boom in lockdown and that there has been a massive and rapid increase in this type of work and what that means is we're not getting more people in to do it we've got more work not as many people mm. because often people were furloughed people were laid off at the beginning of the first lockdown we've not brought new people in to train them up and so there is just more work um, and it was very much linked to this, you know, idea of Goldman Sachs and people working nine to five hour weeks. Oh, um, the Goldman Sachs yeah. thing. Ninety five yeah. hour weeks. Wow. I mean, it's if if you take out the weekends, which they were, um, <laughs> it's easily done actually. And yeah. it's as if someone said to Goldman Sachs, "Oh yeah, so nine to five working weeks," and whoever's at the top of Goldman Sachs misheard that as ninety five. <laughs> Yeah. I miss yeah. I just misheard it, then I was like, no, it can't be nine to five, it must be ninety-five. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Considering the normal working week's about forty-five. Um, I mean maybe and- not in the legal profession, but <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. I mean, one of the quotes in the article I'm just reading from says the working day has expanded, said a thirty-seven year old associate at a leading firm. Instead of your capacity being whatever you can get done between nine AM and eight PM, all of a sudden you're con- consistently doing days of fifteen billable hours. And of course, that doesn't take into account the non-billable stuff. So that is a real concern. And it is something that, you know, is one of the many soapboxes that I'm standing on and screaming about online, definitely. Mm. Um, So aside from the extended or potential for extended working days, um, we touched a bit on it earlier with networking. But Ian, how has working from home impacted your ability to stand out as a trainee and feel like you're leaving your mark on something so that maybe when you go back into the office someone would like recognize your reach out to you how are you getting around that as a trainee um I think it's very much work focused now I guess because you don't really see people in person as much based on what you do people would kind of follow up um but also when we have like weekly department calls different people like get a chance to speak um, and that kind of introduces you to the team for example I had um, the last maybe the second to last dispute um, meeting last week and I got to speak and I felt as if I was um, getting introduced to more people after that call. And do you find has your experience been that maybe you are too accessible now everything you know you can just be invited to zoom meetings left right and center there's no problems with like room capacity you know you're cc'd on every every email about everything going around the office is that something that you found like you're too easy to get hold of yeah i think it does happen but i think um it's just nice that there's a good trainee cohort as well so um you know, if anything is really too last minute or you're struggling, there is usually someone around to help. 
And what what would be your ideal situation going forwards? Um, I'm sort of in, I'm not sure. I think I would actually like to probably work in the office a lot. Um, I think particularly being in a junior role, I think it's quite good to just um, be around people. And I think it makes it easier sometimes to um, get feedback. Mm. Like like we were saying before, you can bump into people. And um, like the key favourite phrase in the firm is learning by osmosis. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> I was just trying to think what that what that <laughs> phrase is but I am not yep. scientific yeah, enough and my GCSE osmosis. brain was going osmosis osmosis <laughs> that's so yeah. funny but I think it is true you know when you're in the junior role I guess when you're a partner and you kind of feel like you know what you're doing um the the benefits that you get from being in the office might be different um so I think mm. it's good to have flexibility to have both options but I would probably still go into the office I think yeah that was my, oh God, you've, <laughs> great minds think alike, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Yours didn't quite get there though, Molly. <laughs> no, my great mind was slightly behind her great mind. <laughs> um, but no, that osmosis thing's so true. And it's, the idea is basically like, if you're sat next to say a partner, um, in one sense, that might be really intimidating, but also it's a great opportunity to learn because you could kind of, you know, quietly eavesdrop on their calls and like take note of how they're approaching problems and how they're talking to people and things like that. And that in itself is a great learning opportunity and potentially something that you're not getting if you're locked in your bedroom. And with that as well, it's so much easier to be able to ask questions if you've just been around someone. Yep. And the fact that you can see that partner's just about yeah, to go exactly. and get a coffee, she's probably got two minutes to have a quick chat or you can sort of prance on her when she's getting her coffee. But um, prance maybe is the wrong term. Do you mean but, pounce? Um, pounce. Yeah. Pounce, you know, pounce on that I mean, opportunity. If you could prance in front of somebody. That might be a whole other way to getting, you know, your... <laughs> rank you position be like, have you seen abby dancing across the office <laughs> yeah she does that <laughs> but it makes all of our days so keep her on yeah <laughs> i guess leah have you sort of seen any other sort of i guess creative solutions or recommended any i guess things to make these to make these sort to solve some of these problems that we yeah. talked about i mean i have to be honest and I don't know whether it's just because I'm speaking to the wrong people or because I'm not being read in. I am not seeing many creative solutions to this. And I think one of the reasons is that everybody who is currently working and who isn't a trainee has been so busy trying to get their head down, get their work done, try and keep their life together, that they haven't necessarily had time to step outside of that and think, hey, how are people who haven't been working this way for the last 10 or 20 years doing? Um, it's something that's come up, but it usually comes up when somebody is kind of cracked a little bit or somebody's yeah. become mm. upset. Um, the things that I've been discussing though, because it is something that comes up time and time again with junior lawyers who are reaching out to me. So suggestions that I've made, particularly around that, you can't pounce or prance in front of somebody mm -hmm. um, when they are going off to get their coffee. So instead, open the lines of communication. Consider emails as a post-it note on the screen and saying, hey, I would like to discuss X with you. When do you have time? And take the ball by the horns rather than just like, I, I'm doing this little thing that you can't see, but like, it's like sitting like a little mouse and kind of waiting for everybody, you know, at the moment, we're all having to kind of take charge of this. And I would say do that 
unapologetically. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I think there's, I think you're exactly right in terms of everyone's just so busy focusing on doing their jobs that like no, no one's thinking of creative solutions to some of mm. these problems and everyone's got this kind of, if it ain't broke, don't fix it mentality. And then suddenly That's someone all. breaks. <laughs> then, yeah, then it breaks. <laughs> I mean, this, this week alone, we've had the... Um, the Times article saying junior lawyers are on the brink. We've had the Taplin and Freeth's case come but Taplin and Freeth's case come out, which is the case of the managing partner at one of the Freeth's officers who has won a disability discrimination case based on burnout. It's the first oh, case. Wow. Um, we have had a report come out from the NHS saying that thirty percent of doctors are going to leave at the end of the pandemic. You can see stress is having an impact. The remote working arrangements having an impact. There's been something else as well. Oh, there was a blog that I read as well that was just well-being fatigue, and I'm sick to death of well-being being shunted onto the individuals and not the groups. I didn't write it, but I do Light agree a with it. Get over yourself. Yeah, it's like go and have a glass of water and two almonds and move on. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> um, and you know all of this is now coming out because frustrations are reaching a peak. The issues that we've been parking or the cans that we've been kicking down the road are now coming back to us. Ianu, kind of final question from me. If you were giving advice to a trainee that was due to start in September um, and say working from home arrangements are still in place, what advice would you give that trainee about how to make the best of the situation and maybe some things that you've learned from working at home during your training contract? I think, to be honest, and... um similar to what Nia was saying, um, which is something that my first supervisor recommended as well. Um, we kind of forget that everyone's human, whether you're a partner, everyone eventually takes a break at some point. So reaching out to people um, and just saying, um, can I speak to you, you know, about your career journey or how you decided that you were interested in a particular area of law? Um, or, you know, just to introduce myself because I'm new in the department and this is a completely um unprecedented situation as everyone's been saying um having a 10 minute call with people um is a really good way to get yourself out there and for people to kind of see the more social side to you as well because i think that that is one of the benefits of being in the office you don't just see people working you also like get to go for drinks and things like that um yeah definitely let them know that you're more than just an email inbox (laughs) yeah I, yeah, I have a so face think, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but so I think yeah. just kind of pushing yourself out there a bit and not worrying. And um, if you can also like form a good relationship with maybe junior associates as well, that would just help. Yeah, they seem like good and practical tips that I guess I a lot of trainees are going to have to, well, deal with next year. But I guess I have one question for Leah um in relation to this uh, what's your sort of ideal situation with work from home and how if um for trainees it's a mixture of going in and then going going to the office and then being in your bedroom for example um how to really manage the difference and the relationship with not only people in the firm but with yourself in the sense that one day you could be sitting there at your laptop night till 10 o'clock at night and then the next day you have to be up at 5 a.m to commute I mean, I don't think I'd be on board with anybody working until 10 o'clock at night and then being up at 5am to commute. That's going to be a problem. Um, The first thing that I'm going to say is, if you think about 
particularly as you're going through your first and second seats it's a huge learning curve even if you have paralegal before even if you've worked in that firm before it is a huge learning curve you're working differently it's exhausting I think we've probably all had those particularly at the end of study or when you're learning something new that kind of third eye headache where you feel numb on the front of your face um, it takes a huge amount of energy so going into a situation that you know is going to require flexibility, adaptability, beyond anything that you could have been asked for before, something that you know is going to require your days to be different, to not, not be able to rest on your laurels in the way that some of us, <coughs> me, probably did in the past, where you know, you know that you can turn up to the office and as long as you make a coffee, it'll be okay and you can hang around people. So you need to have more of an energetic reserve sounds like a woo-woo phrase what I basically mean is don't be living in your exhaustion overdraft all the time um, so don't go into these seats um, or into any new roles already feeling like you're dragging yourself along we need to have more time that's downtime we need to turn up the volume on things like rest relaxation fun creativity play to give you a framework outside of work as well to give you support to give you energy but then I'd also say that having some kind of practice at hearing that negative little voice in your head that says oh no I can't interrupt people I can't ask for help they're all too busy and saying nah I'm not listening to that I need to what's the most effective business case here how can I make sure that the situation is moving forward rather than listening to the negative voice in my head and just sitting in fear and shame so how can I make sure we're moving forward be proactive so there's a combination of taking better care of yourself none of us are great at doing that I think probably something about the industry having those support networks so that even if you're having a really tough time of it because it's taking so much to adapt to you've got somewhere to go you've got somewhere to rest you've got people to talk to um, and remembering that this is a really weird and wonderful way of working so you've got to put your hand up if it's not working shout scream you know don't throw your laptop out the window because you'll probably get a disciplinary for that but <laughs> anything short of that because if it's not working for you we no longer have the excuse of well this is the way we do it or this is the status quo so just crack on no this is a weird and wonderful time use that to your advantage and that's all we have time for this week if you've listened to the podcast before, you'll know that we like to do a little roundup at the end to summarise some of the key takeaways, just in case you drifted off halfway through and just want the headlines. So this week, your key takeaways are Number one, work with intention and set boundaries. It's too easy to adopt a passive attitude and work longer hours or let your work and home life blend into one. While this may seem like a good idea, in the long run, it will lead to burnout and will chip away at your productivity. Secondly, don't be afraid to reach out to people. It might be hard to see people as more than an email inbox, but there is another person on the other side of that inbox. Try to carve out those human interactions, have virtual coffees and let people know you as a person, not solely as the lawyer. This will make networking and asking questions easier going forwards. And lastly, there are benefits to working from home and it does allow you to be more flexible with your time. If you're having a productivity dip, unload the dishwasher, wash your plants, do a small household task. That will give you a little boost of motivation and then you can get back to it. We really hope that this was helpful and we have some great episodes coming up. So keep an eye on our LinkedIn, Instagram or email us with anything else.